Okay, Shabbat Shalom. Well, you know, uh, years ago, in another life it seems almost, uh, I had, uh, I had uh, an interesting job. Uh, I, was, I was a project leader uh, in, uh, in developing co computer systems. Now, you know, in the early days of the computer, you know, the computer world, you know, like in the ancient times, like the 1980s. And, um, and being a, you know, a project leader, you have to pull together all kinds of different uh, uh, elements from within a business in order to make a system work, right? Systems uh, are like that. And, you know, my primary... My primary, my primary task, besides managing all the assets, was uh, was as a, a systems analyst, and uh, and an analyst has to go in and find out what the problem is, and then de design a solution based on the on the assets provided. You know, whether they're computer assets or human assets or mechanical assets and all that other sort of thing. And uh, I happen to work for a company in, distri in distri distribution system, distri distribution of materials, you know. So we work for a manufacturer. Manufacturer makes a product. Product has to be made, and then it has to be distributed, and blah, 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 right? So there are all these different elements of having to do that. Very interesting. It's, it's very complicated. It's very interesting. But, and it, it was really, it, it took a lot of, for me at least, creativity. You know, I thought of it as a creative endeavor, you know, not just a mathematical one. And so I enjoyed it, but I hated it. And, and I was frustrated by it, and people frustrate you, and there are all these different elements that go into making it all happen. But when it does happen, it's really wonderful and, and rewarding. I, I can even recall a time when I had to do this, with this get this group of people, um, Americans, British, French, and Germans. Now it was like putting together the, the, the alliance for World War II or something together, and it was about that hard. <laughs> uh, speaking all those different languages and all that other stuff, you know. So it was, uh, but it was fun, and that's the way you know. Sometimes a project can work, right? Well, we have something similar going on beginning in today's Torah portion. Because here we begin the instructions that God gives for the building of the Mishkan in the desert. And I want us to take a, to take a, a look at this. Uh, why, are, you know, why it is that we are the ones who need to be building God's Mishkan. In the second verse of the Parsha that was read today, uh, God says this, he says, Tell the sons of Israel to raise a contribution from me. From every man whose heart moves him, you shall raise my contribution. So the first thing is all who are willing. God only wants the willing. You know, he's, he's not the kind of God who forces, our, uh, forces us, force, uh, or forces himself on us. He looks for those who are willing. And I can tell you, I remember when I was doing my, my work in that industry, it was the willing people who helped. You know, if you got somebody who is uh, not very willing, and I can remember a few, 
it was very difficult to get anything accomplished because the intricacies of those kinds of complicated systems, you know? There's so many intricate parts. And one of the things you'll discover if you ever decide you want to be a programmer is that it does ex the, pro the, 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 the computer is not that smart, and it does exactly what you tell it to do. And then you find out what a fool you are. Okay. Well, it need a willing heart, because without it, you can't get anything done. Because building God's house is not easy. It's a hard thing to do. And it seems to get harder and harder all the time. Because, for whatever reasons, and a thousand reasons in the world today, with all the mishigas that goes on in the world, and the attitudes that are changing day by day by day on the part of people, toward God, toward what religion is all about, um, how people misuse religion in the name of whatever cause they have. All of these things are elements which break down the true meaning of faith. And so it's hard to do. And I can remember the early days of our own congregation, very hard. I mean, there were days when there were, we were meeting in the, <laughs> in the best back room of a high school somewhere with five of us trying to get together to praise the Lord. And let me tell you something, that's hard. That's hard to do. To reach my people Israel is getting harder and harder and harder to do. But that has to be the task to which we have been assigned. And we all have to be a part of that. Every single person here, Jew or Gentile, has to be a part of that task. Not growing the congregation. Not growing the congregation, but, but growing the congregation Jewishly. Because if we fail at that, then we failed whether we have 10,000 people here or not. Well, that's hard to do. And yet that's the task to which we've been assigned. Look, when God says to do something, he says, do it the way I show you, right? If we understand that it's going to be hard, it's going to be frustrating, then we can continue to do it. You know, it says in the Gospel of John, Yeshua was talking about how difficult it was to be a disciple of his. And he said some really difficult and hard things, like you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood, otherwise you have no part in me. Things that were very hard to hear on the part of people. Even then, there were hard things to hear when it came to the good news. And it says uh, in verses 67, it says, So Yeshua said to the twelve, you do not want to go away also, do you? Because everybody, after hearing what he had just said, left. They, also, they were offended by the good news, the way God intended it to be. They were offended by that. He says, I, so he says, what, do you want to go away too? And Simon answered and said to him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. So we do what we do because God is the Holy One and he knows what's best for us to do. And if we're willing to suffer through it and do the, do the difficult thing, the hard thing, the thing that is not always pleasing to us, then we can see the glory of God. For again, it says in the, in the book of Romans, Paul speaking, he says, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Messiah, if indeed we suffer with him, 
so that we may be glorified with him. For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. There will be a day of glory one day when we, we realize everything that we hope for. But we have to endure until that day. But we have to do the job the way God wants the job done. Not the way we want to see it happen. So he says in verse 9 uh, of this chapter 25 of Exodus, he says, according to all that I'm going to show you, as the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of its furniture. He says, all I'm going to show you. So that means we have to do it the way God designs it. That the household of God must look like God wants it to look. We can't, you know, we want a colonial, God wants something more, something else, you know, federal. (laughs) You know, I mean, I think, you know what I'm saying? I remember this very clearly, you know, when I was doing the design work thing. You know, I designed something, and then some hockey puck who thinks he's smarter than me writes programs that don't do what I'm telling them to do. And then I have to, fellas, what are you doing? You know, we're supposed to do this. What is that going to do for me, you know? Or something like that. Or somebody doesn't like it. Like, I don't, you know, the French didn't like the way I you know, put that together. You know, so we all have to do things according to God's design for us. You know, who we are and what we are. Otherwise, we can't have what God, will bu- what God wants to be building. So we have to be careful that if we're going to be building God's house, that that's precisely what we're trying to do, to build a house for God and not a house for ourselves. Right? As a Messianic congregation, we have a specific goal. I hope many of you will come to the class this afternoon where we're going to talk specifically about purpose. And hopefully we'll understand a little bit better God's purposes for our congregation this afternoon. But that's the way it works. Otherwise, your systems break down. You know, I've had lots of systems break down. My wife knows all about this because I'm the guy who got the call at 3 o'clock in the morning when nothing was working. And I had to go run in in the middle of the night when it was 20 degrees out to fix it. Try fixing something in the middle of the night with a computer dump that you can't, you know, in, in, in hexadecimal mathematics, you know, trying to figure that out at 3 o'clock in the morning. It takes a lot of coffee and cigarettes, I can tell you that. But we can avoid all of that by doing things the way God intends for it to be. And of course, you know the old saying, you plan your work and then you work your plan, right? And if we are on the side of God, then he will certainly see it through to the end for us. And finally, he says in verse, the end of verse 9, he says, uh, just so you shall construct it. Just so you shall construct it. Now here's something interesting. In the, in the, in the uh, story that we're reading now in, in Terumah and for, and, and for the rest of the book of Exodus, it is up to the children of Israel to build the Mishkan. God does not do it. That portion that Michael read for us uh, from the book of Revelation, we don't do that one. 
But we do do this one. This is the one that we construct. In the kingdom of heaven, where we are now, we're the ones building the kingdom of God. God gives us instructions. God gives us the, way, the, the means. But it is up to us to do the work. Can't ask God to, look, for 30 years I've been praying, oh God, uh, I pray for my people Israel that they should come and, and become part of your kingdom, become part of your people, uh, the remnant of Israel. But you know what? Let me tell you what. I, either I'm a rat or my prayers are not good enough. And that means, you know, sitting here, waiting for people to walk in this door, is not the answer to reaching out to people today. doesn't matter whether they're Jewish or not, for that matter. Okay? Particularly the way the world is now. It is for people to go out, not stay in. Shabbat morning is for one thing. But the rest of our lives are for something else. For reaching out to people and telling them the story of the good news. Sharing with them what the good news has meant to us. Particularly, I want all of us, Jewish or non-Jewish, our job is to be reaching out to Jewish people. I'm not interested in bringing in your rest of your relatives or anything like that. That's not, gonna, that's not, that's not the kingdom here. Our job is to go out and reach out to the Jewish people. That's the job that we've been given. We need to take hold of that job. And that means going out to build the kingdom of heaven for the sake of Israel. You see? It's a hard job. Difficult words. Some may not even like them. But it is the truth. And unless we do it, are we building the house of God or are we building what we want? That's my question to all of us. So, let's sum it up. It's a really hard job. It's really hard. It's even hard to listen to. And let me tell you, if you had a hard time listening to me just now, I had a harder time saying it than you had to listening to it. But I've been reflecting on this very heavily these, these, these last days and realizing that, hey, if we do not reach our people Israel, then the world will never be reconciled to God. Never. Never, ever, ever. And what am I here for if I'm not here for that? What are you here for if you're not here for that? That has to be the goal. And, if, and only if we can do that, if we have a willing heart, if we're willing to take on that job, if we're able to do the hard thing, if we're able to hear the hard thing, because it's difficult to do it exactly as God is telling us, and to do it ourselves and not wait for somebody else to do it, sitting around like we've been doing for just too long, then maybe one day we will realize what, what it is that God was really driving at when he created our movement so many years ago. You know, it's a privilege to do what we do, whether we like it or not. You know, when I was doing those jobs, as much as they were a pain in the tuchus, and I can remember so many people who gave me such grief and my ulcers bled and everything else, um, it was a privilege to do it because when it all came together... It was beautiful. 
And it was, it was wonderful. Very, very satisfying. And I enjoyed it right up until the day the Lord called me. And I didn't enjoy it. My wife will tell you I didn't enjoy it, but I never enjoy anything. It's, I, I really did enjoy it. I enjoyed the creativity and, the, and uh, when everything worked. When it all worked together and you could see people and hundreds of people working and uh, you go to the distribution center and all these things and conveyor belts are moving around and product is moving all over the place and it's all because of the programs you've put together. When it all works. The same thing would be true when we can rejoice and see our people, thousands upon thousands of them, praising the Lord and praising Messiah Yeshua. When we do that, then we know that we have done what God was calling us to do. So we've come, we've come pretty far. But we have far to go. And we have to keep our enthusiasm up because if we do, and we remember all the good things that await us, then we'll see the joy of the Lord. I'll leave us with one other word before I close about the household of God. In the letter to the Ephesians, the Apostle Paul, speaking to all of these people, mostly they were Gentiles too, but he told them this. He said, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. You are fellow citizens with the saints, fellow citizens of Israel, alongside the people of God. Messiah Yeshua himself is our cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. Holy One of Israel, I pray that we are indeed a vessel of your Holy Spirit in this place. But we have far to go to reach our people Israel. And I pray, O oh Lord, for the salvation of our people, for the hope of Israel, for the realization that our King is with us. Open the doors, open their hearts, open their lives to his holy salvation, we pray. Amen.